What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to an edition of The Franchise Talks, a pop culture podcast. I'm your lovely host, The Franchise, and guess what? This week, I'm actually going to be joined by somebody, which I'm going to reach out to him in a little bit. He's somebody I know for a few years, mostly through social media. Um, he's one of the administrators of this group I am on Facebook called My Comic Family. So I'm going to bring him on in a few minutes. So... Before we get into that, let me go ahead and take care of some ad reads before I bring on my special guest. So before we do that, let's give a big shout out, not just to Anchor, which is the best way to start a podcast, but a big shout out to Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So when you are a new podcast or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you want to check out poddex.com. Use the promo code TALKPOP for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the code TALKPOP for 10% off your order. And also a big shout out to ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is a service that will give you a unique IP address powered by a VPN or a virtual private network, which will protect your data and browsing data as well from hackers, dry pieces, and the government. It's like having a second lock on that front door. ExpressVPN provides an emasculated encryption tool known as a tunnel which replaces your current IP address to a random unique IP address connected to 97 countries with its own unique IP address. It will take hackers hundreds of years to get your information. It is powered by a 256-bit encryption tool used by our government. ExpressVPN does not keep any records of your browsing history so surf with a peace of mind. ExpressVPN lets you access geolog content by letting you switch your location to a different country's server with just a couple of clicks. Take for example, for me, I love Studio Ghibli films. They're only available on Netflix internationally. So I open up Netflix on my browser, click on ExpressVPN, switch my location to Canada, refresh, type in Studio Ghibli, and get access to the entire library. It's that simple. You can also use ExpressVPN to shop region-specific sites to avoid price discrimination. ExpressVPN can be used on smartphones, tablets, smart TVs, game consoles, PCs, and more. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. No hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or more popular, $99.95 for a year with savings off to 35% off a month. They offer the best-in-class security and encryption. They have no activity logs or connection logs. They're rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot and the Apple Store. So right now, listeners of the Franchise Talks, get three months added for free by signing up using our link, expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Once again, expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Thank you so much to ExpressVPN and Poddex at Anchor. Now we're going to get out to the program. So now I'm going to reach out to somebody who I know, like I said, through socials a year. I'm going to get him on right now. So let me go ahead and get him on video. Let's go ahead and give him a little video call here. See if he picks up. Can you hear me? 
Let's try a different one, guys. Sorry. Technology, guys. Sorry. I'm not a big user of Discord, so give me a few minutes here. Waiting for him to join out right now. We'll give it a few minutes. Hold on. We're just waiting for him to chat up right now, so we'll give it a few minutes. In the meantime, um, wait for our special guest to connect by now. I know it's easier way to do it than done. I set the request, so let's see if we can get him on and see connect right now. Like I said, message that I'm trying to reach out a voice. See, I'm trying to get guests on this show. You know, get people that love the same things I do or have similar tastes in the world of pop culture as I do. So we're just waiting for him to come up and give it a few minutes. Time. Um, I do want to uh, re talk about like something that happened over the weekend. If you remember, um, the actress played um, Wednesday Adams in the original Adam Adams Family. She passed away at the age of sixty-five. Um, pull her up right now. Pull the actress's name real quick. Lisa Lauren, there we go. Yeah, she passed away over the weekend um, after suffering complications from her throat. And people don't recognize she was the Wednesday Adams in the original Anne's family. She died at age 64. Lori passed away on a Saturday, surrounded by her family, longtime agent Chris Carver took CNN in the statement on Monday. And it says here, Carver wrote, She brought to life one of the most iconic characters in Hollywood history, and I still celebrate today. Carbell said Lisa loved sharing her memories and meeting all her fans across the world. The former child star was a mother and grandmother, Rachel Adams, saying she'll be missed dearly. So if you ever get a chance to watch the original Adams Family, um, you can watch it on Prime Video, I believe it's available. Also available, you can watch it on demand on Google TV. So definitely need to check that out. Um, like I said, wait for our guests to join me real quick. Here and he joins us in the meantime. We'll keep talking. <laughs> um, so, so she appeared as Wednesday senior television Halloween with the new Adams family. Um, 
She's done many other films and shows when she was growing up. I'm close to the girl from Uncle and Fantasy Island as well. And Barnaby Jones. And she, uh, her one of her recent roles was uh, playing Crooked Montgomery on As the World Turns on the soap operas. I believe it's still going out. I'm not sure. You guys, I cannot be quoted on that. So, so let me know. Friend of response. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's like, <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to reach out to different people and, um, you know, try to get like an idea of what the world's going on. I'm trying. It's good therapy for me to reach out. You know, I know you guys are getting tired of me just talking about myself. Hopefully, you do enjoy it. Um, so do that right now, get you guys going. Okay, that's red. Hello, what's up? What's up, Al? Man, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, my man? I'm okay. Looking at like I got some technical difficulties, but other than that, we good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm trying. This is like the first time I'm using Discord. It's weird. I mean, we need same thing here, man. I was like trying to get through the whole thing and finally went through. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, this is. I haven't podcasted in so long. I'm sitting here like I know he said he was going to call me. Why well, I'm not receiving any calls? And it looked like I need to make sure we're connected. So I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> All right, guys, this is your first time on the show. Um, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Darren Bradley, also known as Boss Bradley. Um, I am a former teacher, former podcaster, and all around, you know, general geek, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And like I said, this is somebody I know, guys, um, just pre pretty much through, like, social media. He's one of the admins for my comic family, uh, basically a... Uh, Facebook group. That's how we got connected. <laughs> Pretty much Man, sure. Yeah. I, start, I started a group, I think, oh my God, 13 years ago? Oh my God. Man. Yeah. Man. And just been rocking with it ever since, like trying to do it. At first, it was all real serious and there were rules. Now I'm like, you know what? Ah, forget it. So it's just a real nice, casual place to meet up, chill, talk comics, talk geek stuff. You know, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like I said, it's like with me, it's like trying to find people to connect with and that has like the same similar tastes that, that you like. And it was cool that coming across and I came across your group and luckily I was able to get invited. <laughs> oh, facts. I'm so glad that we did because like you like 
you've been one of the few standouts who actually post up, and that's always a help. <laughs> <laughs> so we love that. We love that. So it's always nice. Then when you tell me how to podcast, I'm like, yeah, man, Sherry, let's go. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, I've been, not for me, it's like I've been doing this now five years, been going through some name changes, you know, I've been, you know, evolving the show. I know you were a former podcaster, you know, like, I already told people like how I got into it. Why don't you tell me what was your process? What 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 drove you to have a podcast before? Okay, I'm a I'm a I'm a drop something right now. Mm-hmm. I'm an old head. <laughs> I was around when YouTube started. Yeah. Hold on, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> me and my friends used to go to Borders. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I remember Borders. Yeah, oh my, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we would sit there and we'd be like, hey. This thing called YouTube. We can get on there and just talk about comic books and stuff, you know, or talk about going to borders. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. But, you know, we're young. Life happened and none of us really took it seriously. Mm-hmm. So we just never did anything with it. And then um, almost, yeah, well, like I said, I'm an old man. So when you hear these numbers, calm down, people. <laughs> a, decade, a decade ago, I started getting a couple of illnesses, so I was really bedridden and just and down. That's when I started the comic book Facebook group. And then another friend in there suggested, hey, make YouTube videos for the, like the Facebook group and do stuff like that. Again, I had illnesses, so it didn't really materialize at that point. Mm-hmm. But when I started getting better, I got some friends together and said, hey, I think it's time we finally got this stuff done. And we created a podcast called the Afro Anime Initiative. And it was just a bunch of black geeks, the Afro part. Anime, a lot of it was like Japan. I've been to Japan. I lived in Japan before. Nice. That's why and I'm... initially, it was just a good name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing here because, like I mean, said, it was the same way. Because I said, me and my bro Vika, like, we talked about stuff like this. I mean, we have a six-year, like, age difference. Like, I'm going to be 38 this year. He's turning 32 later this coming month and like i said and it started like basically if you remember the first episode of our show we did on a way to get coffee we did it in the car because yes. we were just that was yes. like <laughs> because we were talking like we were talking about like we we're watching like stuff on netflix and stuff like and we just started like talking back for and we the same thing you know we talked about you know comic books you know our love for like comic book movies and some random stuff like music and all of a sudden he's like why don't we just go on start talking stuff on the air like try going through audio and you know the first episode was in a car <laughs> just that's it that's all it takes yeah yeah so yeah and, and then now it's like when now when i talk about it at work it's like people are like hey you're dead yeah, i'm like yeah and then, they just, and then you brought back borders i'm like oh my god i remember buying manga at borders and then freaking walden books was another name yeah oh walden oh god <laughs> Yes, sir. Oh man, shows how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like yeah, it's like I was telling like because all I got at work is I got these young kids, and at the time you guys don't know the struggle we had to go through just to get books or even they didn't even know Netflix was like a DVD service, <laughs> and it's like right, right, right. <laughs> people forget about that, and then you know even stuff that I didn't know back then. I know now that you know it's it's crazy to me and it's surprising me when they tell me stuff and like even the lingo and stuff changes when it comes to like internet like texting languages and words get changed around I'm like damn this thing you stuff they're saying now it's like I'm trying to keep up to this generation but it's kind of hard <laughs> yeah 
And I think, like, I, my skills as a teacher allows me, well, my former skills as a teacher, mm-hmm. allow me to digest some of that new stuff so I can keep up with it. And every once in a while, I still go to Urban Dictionary. Don't worry about it, Al. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just, yeah, it's like now, it's like, nowadays now, it's like, you know, with comic book movies taking a little bit of a slowdown. I remember that was, like, back then, like, 2008, yeah, 10, early 2000s, we had this comic book movie yeah. boom. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you see it's starting to slow down, slow down more. It's like people are like shifting the focus more on television, more and more like adaptations. Like they want these expectations, especially when it comes to comic being translated to television, especially video games getting translated to television. Because recently, I saw, yes. I saw recently saw like the last two episodes of The Last of Us, and mm-hmm. I played the video games. Um, I know the lore, and just and when they announced the show, like. A year ago, a year and a half ago, I'm like, how are they going to adapt this into a series? How are they going to make this kind of the virus itself be more realistic? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the game, yeah. it's like spores, and all of a sudden with this, they kind of like made it more like it was more of a human transmission versus, you know, the spores, you know, based on, you know, just the spores going around was more like the human contact type of illness. Right. And, and it's so funny because I remember when they first started developing Last of Us. And they took nature and said, how can we convert this into a video game? I'm like, yo, full circle, man. Mm-hmm. Nuts. It's nuts. And it's it's those type of things that I, like I said, like the younger generation, I tell them, y'all lucky. Y'all don't know what struggle means. Y'all don't know how happy we were to have freaking Blade. Be quiet. Okay? Yes. Just enjoy it. Don't don't do this DC crap. Don't worry about James Gunn. Henry Cavill can find another job. Y'all don't y'all okay you guys will be okay we they don't hold on they don't understand that we didn't know we were getting another batman after 89 yeah yep that's true <laughs> even though it was a hit <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that struggle that struggle they do not know <laughs> no they don't it's because yeah because back then you know we had michael keaton was the batman for us and then all of a sudden it's they, like you know, they were going to do a Batman, you know, Batman 3, you know, Tim Burton and stuff was going on. They were bringing back Michael Keaton. They were going to try to introduce, you know, uh, Marlon Wayans as possible Robin. And they, it yeah, was right in yeah. pre-production, but I think some of them I read, like, you know, I looked it up why it didn't, you know, move on. I guess what it was more on the studio wanted to move in a different direction that Tim Burton wanted to keep going with. I think that's probably why that production kind of shifted. You know, we lose Michael Keaton. Um, we lose Martin Wayans, and you know they decided to go into a different direction, bring in Val Kimmer. I can't say his name right, and um, Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't. I still can't say his name. And then Chris O'Donnell taking the role, and then they got Joe Schumacher going in there. It's like it kind of changed, and of course they bring in Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. Who don't get me wrong, I actually enjoyed um, Jim Carrey, but I know he wasn't the first pick to pick the Riddler. I think um, I read that Robert yeah. Williams was the first pick. It was Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Robert Williams. You're correct. Good yeah. memory, good memory. Yeah, he was the first pick. No. But when I, I remember, I remember all of this because I, like I said, I, I had the comic books, all the other stuff, mm-hmm. and I remember picking up comic book resources. Mm-hmm. I mean, not comic book resources. Look at me, I'm messing up the dang name. <laughs> Wizard magazine. Oh my god, Wizard. <laughs> yes, Wizard magazine, and them talking about how. They wanted to turn this Batman more into the Batman of the 60s. And I was like, why? <laughs> no, that's its own thing. I grew up with the... Like, 
I remember Batman, the 60s Batman, because the fact is, you know, you used to have cartoons Saturday mornings, and they used to show the reruns yeah. in the afternoon. That's what they show. They show, like, the old Batman series. And I'm like, that's why... That was, like, my first introduction to Batman was through Adam West. So I didn't get yeah. that... I didn't get that, you know, I didn't get that Batman, you know, the Batman animated series, who I, I hold as a high regard as one of the best, you know, animated Batman adaptations, you know. But my my first glimpse of Batman was Adam West, you know, Adam West, Batman from the 60s. Of course, I vaguely remember seeing the Batman film when I was a kid. I think I was only four years old when the film came out with, my, with Tim Burton, you know, with Michael Keaton. But I always hold, like, Adam West because I believe that show itself had its own, like, tone. Like, they tried to yeah. some my from the comics a little bit. But I like the cast was yeah, actually yeah. more diverse cast. It was a most more diverse cast because you had you know, in television history at the time, yeah, yeah, it was a diverse cast. It was like you had, you know, Cesar Romero as you know a Joker. It's like you had a Cuban actor playing the Joker, which you know at the time is like you know I'm being Hispanic or Mexican. It's like we didn't get that much you know mainstream exposure in television besides you know Desi Arnaz or we had Rita Moreno. But that story, but having you know someone involved in DC like Cesar Romero, an actor like that played Joker, I enjoyed his character. And then you had actors like Frank Gorch and uh, Burgess Meredith, Lee Merriweather, and of course, Eartha Kitt played the last Catwoman. Right, right. I don't, I don't care what nobody says. There was only one Catwoman, and it was always Eartha. That's yep. just the end of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was always Eartha, because she oh. was perfect. You feel me? That's it. Plain yeah. and simple. <laughs> Yeah, so like, yeah, in, in, yeah, because I didn't get to like, the, yeah, I remember ni- 1991 when the series came out. It was like after Batman Returns, 92, I believe it was. And then, you know, I remember it used to be in the yeah. afternoons when I came from school. It was on the Fox afternoon block. And, you know, they had people from that used to do Animaniacs and Tiny Toons. They jump on. You got Bruce Tim and Paul Dini come in and take Batman and make it animated. And to me, it was like, you know, not only they were targeting the, the kids demographic, that was something that more like adults can watch as well at that time because it was dark, it was brooding, it was dramatic, it wasn't like, you know. Oh, think about this. Yeah. It was a cartoon drawn with black backgrounds. Yeah. Not white paper, black backgrounds. Unheard of. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it was something that you could sit and enjoy with your parents. It, uh, come on, that's that's perfect. That's perfect stuff right there. Mm-hmm. And, they, and look again, these kids today don't know that struggle. No, <laughs> they no. don't know that. Struggle. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I remember, like, you know, freaking kids, like they didn't know. Like they're lucky now. They're lucky now. They get to know what's going on because with TV today, they can see what's going to be on next. We had to look at the TV guide to find out what's going to be next online when the next U episode was, or if you had cable. Go on the TV Guide channel and just wait and see what time yes. the next episode was going to be on. Because you had to wait like a week later yes. to, to watch your friends. Now you got lucky now because you got streaming services where you can like binge the shit. It's like, not, I mean, watch whatever you want to. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, with us, it's like, you know, we had to wait. We had to wait a week or, you know, catch a, get a chance to see it because then you want to talk about it with your friends at school like the next day. Like, hey, you see that new episode of Batman? Did you see it? You know, has something to talk about because you don't want to be left out of that whole like Batman like same thing with me with Ninja Turtles because I grew up as a Ninja I, Turtle kid <laughs> as a turtle kid basically. I, I, you're a couple you're a couple of years younger than me. What about if you missed the episode of Power Rangers? Oh my God, man! I mean, oh, jeez, the Power Rangers <laughs> craze, man. Oh man. Oh, and just the, the, again, 
the struggle. They don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. Like watching Power Rangers and not knowing because same thing. It's like not knowing. Oh, it came from Japan because we didn't know because they dubbed it. We didn't know. We thought, oh shit, it's mm-hmm. legit. So we didn't know back then that they used footage from an old series that was like season seven in Japan and it was mm-hmm. a show that's been going on since like the seventies, eighties, and for us it was new. <laughs> it was like brand us, new. It was brand new to us. It was something you know, so Bond Entertainment. They were a new company at that time, and they wanted to bring stuff from overseas. And it was like Japan's early, you know, time bringing some of their product to the U.S. Plus more through licensing, you know, like Robotech. Um, Battle Planets. Tomorrow. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Machara. Like a lot of these properties that get brought over, localized, it was the same thing, similar to how Power Rangers brought over because it was like Super Sentai was like the generic term, but it was like, you know, that was the generic show. But for us, you know, as kids, like watching that was like something new, something fresh. It was just, you know, this new program. But like I said, like all things when it comes to television back then was all about selling merchandise. That's what kids don't understand today. A lot of that stuff was selling merchandise. Because most Our of favorite mer- cartoons wouldn't exist if they didn't come with a toy line. Yep, that is true. That's Plain how, and simple. <laughs> yeah, that's how he made Like he man was like because G.I. Joe, Transformers, mm-hmm. uh, the Turtles. Um, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because like I said, with He-Man, like, that was the thing with Mattel because people don't realize Mattel was doing bad at the time because they were doing really bad because they only had Barbie. That was their only tone line, and they were like, they're not making as much as they thought back then, and they decided, you know what, let's make a tone line that's a, more to the male demographic. Let's come up with He-Man, but of course they had a good like a story and everything. That's when you know a lot of these animation companies that people don't know they outsourced to Japanese or Korean studios to help with the animation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like a beautiful documentary slash show mm-hmm. about that on Netflix, the toys that made us. Oh, I think I saw like a few episodes. I think the one that brought out to me was the the turtles one because it brought like um it talked about the whole show how it started you know from the mm-hmm. comic to how you know Playmates was a company from China that got involved. How this one guy yeah. helped Peter Laird, Kevin Eastman bring the turtles to national exposure. From the, yeah, how it was a rip straight rip off of Daredevil, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, yes. It was a yeah. yeah it was like a tribute never, to Daredevil and Ronan. Basically, it was like a dare, like a tribute to both both of those like comics yes. back in the day. If you ever get a chance, mm-hmm. just sit and watch the whole series. I mean, they go through every all the they go through all the major players, mm-hmm. the Joes, Transformers, Barbie, He Man, and they go through all. And then you sit there and you listen to these people. It's like you guys were just trying to make a living for your families. Yeah, and you shaped generations of people. Mm-hmm generations of people it, it's just such a fascinating thing and half those people especially get to some of the the later episodes yeah. they just they just want they like toys they just wanted to make toys nothing else they didn't think that they, they would create a billion dollar industry 20 years later yeah and it's funny Beautiful story and it's funny now it's like i saw something was like a while ago like there's a new thing like people like our got people our age are like collecting toys again like they're going out and buying figures again that's to the point that these companies now are like having a new life again it's like it's like we don't have to cater to the kids anymore we got to cater to the adult audiences like the people like us that grew up on collecting now it's like it's becoming a thing again because it's like you see people on youtube doing toy collecting you see like 
and it shows like they're you know their love to go out to a different comic book shop or toy store and look for these old toys and talk about their love for it and it's like nowadays a lot of these companies like NECA and you know they're trying they're bringing that nostalgia Mondo Super 7 mm-hmm. Al yeah my hand is up I know you can't see me but I am guilty as charged I am one of those adult collectors that's <laughs> in here yeah, yeah, Al. I'm one of them. Those, I don't share as much as I should, but yeah, I'm one of them guys, though. I'm one of them too. All around geek, like I said. Yeah, all around geek. <laughs> same here, brother. I'm like, same here because it's like, it's like with me, like for me, it's like anime figures because, like I said, with the anime thing with me was, I didn't start getting into anime. I think until I was like, I would say ten years old. Because my okay. My first exposure was about 95, 96, about 10. I was like about 5th grade or 6th grade when I remember they used to show Dragon Ball mm-hmm. early mornings on, I don't know what local station it was on. It was random. It was a random. It was a random thing in the morning before I was getting ready to school. It was a random thing. You know, I turn the TV yeah. on, you know, I'm making my lunch for school. I'm eating breakfast. All of a sudden I see, you know, Dragon Ball comes. I'm like, what is this stuff? And then I get home in the afternoon, like all the cuts and everything, they have when Toonami was just, people remember Toonami was an afternoon block. Yeah. And Cartoon Ever, yeah. and Cartoon Ever became one of those few sources we could see anime, and I got exposed to Sailor Moon. But of course, I didn't oh, know. Man. And then I go yeah. visit my grandparents in Mexico, and of course, there's anime there all the time. Of course, it's in Spanish. All the time! But it was so good, though. <laughs> you know, it was in Spanish. So like, good. It was so good, though, because I found out in, in, in Mexico, it was like uncut. Well, here, it was censored censored like crazy like a lot of people like i said you and me are really close to the same age i'm only a couple of years older than you yeah and i have to remind people like no your first anime might have been dragon ball and pokemon i'm like no my friend my first anime when i knew it wasn't made in america mm-hmm. ronin warriors Ooh. yes I remember, I remember waking up on saturdays at around maybe 5.30 in the morning to try to catch Ronin Warriors, man. I remember this. I have this memory. Mm-hmm. Running into the living room, turned on the TV, trying to be quiet. My mom like, what you doing? Just watching cartoons. <laughs> and I did it for Ronin Warriors because I didn't know what, I did not know what it was. I just knew it was different. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's uh, look. I know. Hey, hey, guys out here, we you know we appreciate everybody that listens to the podcast. We're not trying to age shame or anything. No, but no, no, no. I don't think I don't think y'all understand. Like you know, we talking about as kids. I want to jump ahead to high school, and you don't have. We had to become the best computer programmers in the world <laughs> just so we could steal anime from Japan. Oh my god! Okay? Yes. Y- yes. Y- y'all don't know what that's like. <laughs> Oh my y'all god! Don't know. I, and the funny thing is, I was having that conversation. One of my coworkers at work, same thing too. He's like, he's thirty, but he he loves anime. But when I tell him, like, dude, I don't know if you remember, we used to use like LimeWire or Kazaa oh. to find like fan yes. sub English fan sub of episodes because Crunchyroll wasn't around at that time. They were barely they were barely an idea. And yeah, they were just an idea. They were an idea, and then you know, anime wasn't that much in stores, I remember Suncoast, there was a very, uh, the anime section was so small, there's very few VHSs, and they were so expensive, I'm like, and my parents, I know, they were not going to let me get that, because they thought, oh, this is weird, it's not for kids, because, I was in high school, so I'm like, that was the next thing to do was, 
was the SSF because my buddies are like my my classmates were like you know you can go on LimeWire and download these episodes you can find the anime you want on there of course there are fans of but that was the only chance to get it because you you wouldn't or, get, you could have got that because you would have got that true uncensored thing was through like you know piracy for, because all thing you had exposed was Toonami but they only had like these shows on there they had Dragon Ball Z they had like Sailor Moon they ended up showing Dragon Ball eventually or Tenchi Muyo I remember Tenchi Muyo but oh yeah Tenchi Muyo oh yeah Tenchi Muyo yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you want to see something else, but people would say, oh, the Japanese version is so much better because, yeah, because that's like the original one because, you know, they'll have everything on there. It was censored. It was uncensored, yeah. That censored. was the appeal, uncut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I remember when DVDs exploded mm-hmm. and when people started figuring out you can make, you could burn DVDs at home. The first thing we did is <laughs> anime. Oh, yeah. We did and the main music made you a mixtape, and then you spent the next three hours trying to download one episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did. Yep. That's what we did. Oh my god! I right. can't imagine how many I had. Like when I moved out, of my folks' house, they found this box, and I think my dad dropped it. It was nothing of oh, oh my god! All the stuff I, all anime stuff that I burn on these UDs. My dad asked me, "What's all this?" And it's like, I took a Sharpie. And I took the Sharpie. I'm like, I had Sharpie written on it. I'm like, Dad, don't worry. These are, I told him, this is a hobby. But they're all cartoons, Pops. Relax. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, this is is pre, you know, you know, Crunchyroll, pre, you know, High Dive, pre Netflix, pre Hulu. Because that was the only way. That was the only way that you can get anime. Unless you want to save money and buy at a store, you had to save, you know, 40, 50 bucks just to get, like, part one of one anime or had to wait, like, months yeah. for the next art to get released because, of course, it had to be translated and dubbed and, you know. Hold on, Al. Al, I got to hurt him one more time. You, I'm, This is your show. You okay if I hurt him one more time? Yeah. No, you're good on time, you dude. called up to... Or when you called up to Blockbuster to see if they had the latest stuff. Oh my god, Blockbuster. I just saw that documentary the last Blockbuster. It just brought back so many memories. Oh my god. I remember renting my anime from Blockbuster, man. <laughs> Bro, and call it and try to be friends with the people that work there. Yep. So when he came in, you were the first. Bro, like, hey, did, did it come yet? Wait, wait. Okay. Are you sure y'all getting it? Wait, no, but you got the dubbed or is it? Okay. Uh, all right, I'll be there at three o'clock. Then you come up there. What you mean you rented it? What the crap, bro? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh man. Yeah, when I saw the yes. when I saw the documentary, like it brought back some everything. Even video games too, because man, just to play the latest video game, like either I had to save money for my allowance for my parents and and my parents and like Friday nights when we were going to Blockbuster, you know, we made that family movie nights, you know, my parents had to pass <laughs> and everything. And just to get the latest game, you know, I had to wait and see if it's available. Yeah, man. Look, again, the struggle. Mm-hmm. The struggle. Look, we weren't good enough yet to torrent video games. The struggle. <laughs> yeah. We weren't there at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said, that's like nowadays. It's now, like I said, that's why I tell the young kids that work. I'm like, you guys are lucky you got the streaming service now. Like I said, you guys are lucky we have access. Steam. Epic. Yeah. Uh, EA Origins. You got little. You got um, Rockstar got their own launcher for stuff. You we had to go look for these things at actual stores mm-hmm. before GameStop even came around. Yeah, they don't know. They nope. don't know. Or look, 
don't let Toys R Us have a sale. And that one video game he was waiting on all mm-hmm. year, tried to get straight A's, didn't get in trouble, and they sold it out and still couldn't get the game. Oh, my God, yes. So, good. I remember, I remember waiting almost a year and a half for Super Mario Brothers 3, man. Ooh. You, I was probably the best child on the planet trying to get that stupid game. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the same thing, I think, because with me being a Sonic fan, I remember Sonic 3, and, you know, it was the same thing. My parents will reward me if I got good grades in school. That's what the thing was. Um, so the problem is I remember McDonald's at that time had a contest, and with my parents' permission, I filled out that thing, you know, on the Happy Meal bag. This is when Happy Meals yeah, were yeah. bags, people. That's how I'm, yeah, you guys remember yeah, Happy yeah. Meals. They had the cartons, then they went back to the bags. It was like it weird. It's like you had a paper bag launch from McDonald's. It was, it was weird. So they had the contest where oh, you know you fill it out, and, you, and one of the things is was a giveaway. You could win a copy size figure. So you know, I thought to myself, oh man, I'm not gonna win. So I I like my parents. I helped my mom. I, I filled it out. My mom, you know, helped me put it in a little, put the stamp, and put it in the mail. I forgot about it. So it was like three months later. I remember it's like three months later. You know, almost end of school year. It was like summer. My mom was like, you got good grades. Why don't I take you to the store? She took me to Venture. That's all. <laughs> if people live in Illinois, nice. remember what Venture is. It's, it, was a, it was before Target. That's why I can tell you right now. It was a pre-Target. Ooh. It was our version of Target, Ooh. basically. It was our version of Target. So she took me there. And lucky enough, there was a copy of Sonic 3. So we got it. Because I had good grades. My mom got it for me. She was so nice. And then all of a sudden, we get back home. There's a package on the front doorstep. And I wasn't sure. So we opened it. It had my name on it. So I opened it up, and it was a copy of Sonic 3. Wow. And the letter said, congratulations, you're one of the one in 500 or 500 lucky people that want a copy. I'm like, and my mom was like, oh, my God, you won something. I'm like, you know what that means? Yeah, I've got to take back the other one. Get that money back get that right money. now. I'm like, don't like, get your money back then. I'm like, and like I said, I was a kid. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know I was going to win. It's like one of those rare occurrences you enter one of these giveaways because I thought, you know, it was a hassle. You know, it was McDonald's, but it did deliver on it. Oh, so and cool. I still have that copy of Sonic 3. It's just somewhere in my storage bin. Oh, somewhere bro, in my that bin. is so cool. But, yeah, that time, you, you had the contest. I remember they had contests for video games. So I had, like, these giveaways or... You know, McDonald's having all these different spots just with these different, like, you know, companies like Sega and Disney. Um, And, you know, it's like, like I said, video games, you know, lucky now with video games, now you get access to, you have Steam now, you got, like I said, you got Epic Store, you got the EA Pass. Back then, there was no subscription. You had to go to a GameStop or a Funko Land back in the day, if you ever had Funko Land. Funko Land. Funko Land, oh my god. um, What's this? It was like coconut video memories to be a game store as well. KB Toys. KB Toys. I remember KB Toys. I had to get a few games from KB Toys. So, it, you know, Funkline was barely a startup, you know, like video game retailer. But if they weren't there, you had other choices. And Electronic Boutique was in our one version too as well. If you don't know what Electronic Boutique is, it's like that was the company that eventually merged with Funkland that became GameStop, basically. GameStop. And, right. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah, so like, and I saw like I think somebody saw on TikTok they showed like a thing of how video game ads were back in the day, like the holidays and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah. the prices back then, I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, 
150 bucks for a PlayStation. I'm like, holy shit. And you look at now. With remember that? Yeah. That yeah. was a lot. Back then, that was a lot. That was early 2000s. That was a lot for a Yes, that was a lot. Yeah. That was, it, it was like, and you look now, it's like game consoles are like almost like 300 bucks, 500 bucks, almost $600. I'm like. They cost a card note. Yeah. Video game consoles now are a card note. Yeah. It's basically a card And we think that's cheap. And they, when we think that's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's only 600 Dope. Let me go get it. Like, no, man. No, no. there's a car payment, man. That's like a car payment. Jesus. Yeah, because that's yeah, amazing. Like, I, I have a PS5. It's like the struggle I had to wait to get that thing just because every time, because I had buddies that work at Target, and they told me just wait till this time. We might have a villain online. And by the time I go on there, dude, it was gone. I was like, yeah. And lucky enough, I became lucky, you know, lucky I was a PlayStation Network holder. They had this thing where you sign up and through PlayStation Direct, they'll send you an email if you get picked. And lucky I was one of those few that got picked to order a PS5. I was like, it was like, it reminded me back then the struggle to find you because it brought back like old memories. Just old oh, memories. It was bringing back old Ow. memories. Just to find yeah. that one game that you wanted to get, that you wanted to be that kid and kid in the block say, hey, you got the latest game. You wanted to be that kid that everybody talks about school. Cool, right. You wanted to be the kid that everybody wanted to come over at the weekends. Mm-hmm. You the only one that had the game. Like, yeah, man. Oh, memories. Good memories. <laughs> I mean, and I remember I had that with Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, man. Killer Instinct. I had that first. I'm like, no, I got this one. Man, that's the new one, right? I'm like, yeah, that's the new one. It's not Street Oh, no, no. Killer Instinct. You want to come over and watch the blood? And then, you know, because of Nintendo, it was gray water. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had cousins that had Mortal Kombat, too. That's all you saw was, like, freaking, like, like dust or whatever. It looked like they were smoking or something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they, everybody was on fire, just barely put out. I was like, okay, Nintendo, I'm not playing with y'all no more. <laughs> but, yeah, because it's, it, uh, oh, oh, Al. I know, guys, I know we're jumping around a lot, but, you know, there's just two, two nerds conversating. Mm-hmm. Remember arcades, man. Oh yes, remember yeah. going to restaurants? Like you go to a restaurant, they had you guys, Pizza Hut back then, and Pizza Hut back pizza then in the '90s. Oh my god! You, I, as you a kid, food, as you a order kid, your food, you sit, you sit at the table for like three minutes. You ask your parents, um, "Can I go play the game?" Go, bounce. You got some quarters? Like mom, dad, can I have some quarters? Got some quarters? You got? Can I get a dollar in quarters? Can I get a dollar so I can go to the to the counter and get some change? Oh my god. Back would when not Mc- come back to that food was on the table. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I remember pizza, like when you see these pictures of pizza, it's like oh my god. When someone shares on Facebook, I'm like, yeah, I remember those those red glasses, the red cups, the freaking uh, kind of like Tiffany kind of lamp shading of the pizza thing. Their their table mates, yeah. their checker table mates, but those arcades was like they had it in the corner. It was always two arcades, two arcade cabinets, yeah. just having that fun with it. The first time a Pizza Hut was the first time mm-hmm. I played Turtles in Time. Yes, I think for me, and I remember it because it was so sticky. I smelled <laughs> like pizza for the whole day, not because I was in the. It was the 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 grease left over on the arcade machine. I was just covered <laughs> in it. I remember it was such. It's a core memory, bro. I remember it like dang. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was crazy because I remember my parents and I when I. My parents and my brother and I, when we were young, like, we used to go to Home Run Inn. 
like the original home run down where it's streets on but it had a room dedicated to you know data arcade labeled room it was like you go eat upstairs in the dining areas that two dining areas were on the first floor one the second floor but there when you go past like the main entrance they had like right by the little pizza the, bar yeah that area dedicated you said and saw nothing but because i remember my yeah it was the original Turtles arcade game was the first thing my first exposure to Turtles, like arcade wise because I, I grew up on the cartoon but the video games as well i grew up on the arcade and i remember you know we go eat or we're eating and i told my dad hey can i get a quarter i can get like a dollar i can go downstairs you know, they told me, oh, you got to finish eating your food before you go down there and play. And at times, I didn't want to leave. I kept going back to my dad and my mom. Like, can I get yeah. some that kids and money, please? Like, I want to play. Because then you have that fun. And also, you got other people joining your game because, you know, it was a four-player beat-em-up. It's like, you know, you get to play with other people. It was just that that fun and, you know, just having fun and playing arcades. And, like, and then Turtles in Time, for me, I didn't get to that until, like, I think Haunted Trails was, like, my first time seeing Turtles in Time. I remember going to Haunted Trails for like oh, friends' like birthday parties, and you know you go to arcades, and that's how I like my first exposure to Turtles in Time. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I was an arcade brat too because there was a mall here called the Brickyard in Chicago, mm-hmm. and before people got stupid, there was an arcade there. So if my parents or sisters went shopping, mm-hmm. oh, I got dropped off at the arcade. Look, kids don't know about that either. Being left alone, unsupervised, <laughs> at, in single-digit ages, they don't know about that either. Like, no, they're like, no, you be here. When I come back, be here. I'm like, give me enough money. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And, it, and I got and I got good at video games, especially in arcades. So I would not have to worry about like just be sitting around doing nothing. No, I got good, so I can stay on it and have some money in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like every week. I remember every weekend or every other weekend, um, my mom would take us to Chuck E. Cheese or back then used to be Showbiz Pizza, and we get there, we go. Talk about say Showbiz, yeah, yeah I remember Showbiz Pizza, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. You know, she used to take us there, and like I said, it was like, yeah, I go in the playland and everything. But after that, my first thing was arcades. That was like first thing I go to was the arcades. Hold on, hold on, Al. I got. I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to cut you off. Hold on, Al. Yeah, no problem. I gotta mute you, okay? Yeah, sorry guys, <laughs> yeah, to meet me real quick. Yeah, like I said, like like Boss Bradley was saying, like you know, it's basic nostalgia. It's like kids today don't know the struggle how it was back then when it comes to like liking certain things because you have that luxury of having streaming services and you talk about it now. But sometimes you you learn these things from another perspective. That's why it's good to connect with people like like many people like Boss Bradley here because it's like you know, um, you have you know that feeling of connecting and sharing service because you don't have to be only one that goes through the whole thing and pretty much you know struggle with it but it's good to find people out there that share the same thing with you but we'll see he's trying to meet me right now we'll see when he comes back and if he'll join us real quick I'm back. you're back nice um sorry about that everybody nah man it's cool i was like freaking rambling on <laughs> <laughs> I was just reminding oh, people no, about the struggle, man. <laughs> like, just reminding people of the struggle. Yes, I was listening to you because the thing is, like, I, I, like, I say I coined this phrase. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody said it before me, cool. We could argue about it, copyright and everything. <laughs> I called it being a popular geek. Yeah, I was a straight A student. I played all sports: basketball, volleyball, football, track, baseball, all that crap. Mm-hmm. But the thing I enjoyed. With the video games, yeah. with the comic books, 
It's the cartoons. I did all that other stuff and had friends, but then you had that group of friends that would be like, hey, what you doing? Uh, I'm finna go grab this X-Men comic book. For real? Yeah, I right, don't coming with you. But then you went back to school, you never say nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like like I was talking about, so when you look for it, now you get with the internet, you just go out there, you throw it out there, and hopefully you find some people to connect with. We didn't have that. We, we no, had we that didn't struggle. have that. Yeah, like I said, we didn't have that because it was like very few people, you know, that like the same. Like I said, that's what I talked about when I, like in the last few episodes, I talked about anime. It's like, it's the same thing because they look at you weird. They look at you like, what's this stuff you like? Anime? Stuff from Japan? They're like, what? And they can't, yeah. and then you get that look, like that look of, you know, a disgust or look weird because you like this stuff. And they think, oh man, you're American. You're supposed to like American cartoons. But there wasn't that many good American programs back then because we, like I said, I'm not discrediting, you know, X-Men, Spider-Man in the 90s. But after yeah. that, you know, Marvel went, people don't realize Marvel went bankrupt. Like Marvel Entertainment went bankrupt in the late 90s. They had to sell a lot of their movie rights just to stay afloat. To stay afloat, keep comic afloat, yeah. Yeah. Like, Al, like, I think, like, like I said, I, like, we, like, okay, I ain't gonna front. We was kind of mean as kids. So when people used to talk about me liking Japanese stuff, I'd be like, oh, you watch Power Rangers? Oh, yeah. You know it's from Japan, dummy. <laughs> you know? I would yeah. I would get them like that, like, for real, like, yes, Power Rangers from Japan. Mm-hmm. No American made that. Y'all, you really think America has stuff that good? Why do you think Power Rangers is so popular? <laughs> we didn't, we couldn't make good stuff like that yet. Yeah. So I, like, I, 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 I rarely got the Japanese diss for, for liking anime. Because I would call people out, like, but you like Power Rangers. That's Japanese stuff, bro. Yeah. Like, like I said, we we was mean kids. I ain't gonna front. We was real mean. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we we were the bullies. We ain't like being bullied. Yeah. Like, so we bully people when they talk mess about the stuff that we like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... Like I said, I, I, I think, like I said, I think I coined that phrase, being a popular geek. We, I was popular because of the other stuff I did in the sports, but nobody really knew about the geek side of stuff from my mm-hmm. real close friends. Yeah, same here. So, you know, like same here. Yeah, I like very few close friends. My cousins too, because yeah, because most of them like their parents put them into sports and stuff. But me, you know, I was more. I think my brother got pushing more into sports. He likes more like basketball and stuff. Yeah, I I, I watch sports. I got into sports. Like now it's like I for me I watch soccer more because my dad. Because every time growing up he watched soccer. Then all of a sudden I told my dad, you know, there's an anime soccer called, you know, Captain Subasa, or in Mexico it was called yeah. Super, in Mexico it was called Super Campeones or Super Champions. But it was Captain Subasa. Oh, nice! It was I a, didn't know that. Yeah, but it was funny because I didn't realize you know anime was popular not just here in the U.S. but outside of of you know outside of the U.S. because I was fortunate enough to go with my cousin. I was I think it was like five or seven. No, no, it was like eight years ago. Uh, when my mom visited my uncle, and my cousin's like, she's like, um, what, are you, "What were you gonna do on Friday on Saturday?" I'm like, "Nothing. I'm just chilling out with you, cause like, I'm gonna take you to this anime convention." Anime convention. So she takes me to the oh, anime convention. Have seen how many Attack on Titan cosplays? I didn't start getting oh, into Attack on Titan. That's how big it was over there. I I start watching wow. Full Alchemist and stuff, but seeing. And then they had like these actors, these Spanish dub actors, and they done all these different animes that I didn't know. And my cousin at the time, she loved Death Note, so she dresses Misa from Death Note. I was like, "Holy shit!" And it was, it was great because it showed like, um, you know, it shows how anime has a, 
influence on a culture. Universal. Yeah, it's got it's universal. Yeah. And nowadays, now yeah, like, you cannot. Know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, nowadays, now you can't go to a to, to, like a Target or a Walmart without seeing without something seeing an, anime related. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know until I got older how big anime was in South America while we were still begging for uncut Sailor Moon. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm like, wow, like that stuff like that is uh, it just. Again, it just shows that what we consider geek or uncool here in America, the rest of the world is like, nah, it's cool. Calm down, relax. And like just I said, like, and it takes for a movie like Iron Man to people to realize, hey, superheroes are cool. Comics are cool. Yeah. Think about it. it that kind comics of... got a comics got a whole generation of people through war. What you mean that's not cool? Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's like Look. It's those same people that made fun of us. Now they're liking the stuff that we grew up liking. It's like almost like a, almost like a what comes around goes around type of feeling. Goes around, yeah. Because we got picked on liking that stuff. All of a sudden they're enjoying it, and we're looking at them like, huh? Now you like our shit? Like, come on, man. <laughs> like I came front. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I wasn't mad at it though because Iron Man came out when I had first started teaching, mm-hmm. and I taught in a high school that was also inside of a college. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of college girls like, you know about this stuff? Oh, yes, I do. I sure enough do. <laughs> <laughs> like, the geek stuff turned back around and got me a whole bunch of love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at all. Wait, what you know about Batman? Oh, what I know about Batman? Mm, you want to come by the house? I got a book degree, you know, come after <laughs> Like, it was the, the best. And, uh, and when Thor came out, and all the oh Thor, Chris Hemsworth, like for real, you want to know about some real? I got this book of Thor where he have naked. You want to go come by the crib? You know, of the best time in the world. Like, cause look, were you like in your circle, mm-hmm. in like your wider circle, yeah. were you the go-to guy for the comic book stuff? Yes, when it came to like video games, oh, you know what I'm... or comics, or like yes. like a knowledge and stuff. Well, even like even I got cousins, or even now I find out I got aunts. Who have nieces? They're into anime, and they want to. They ask me because they talk to my mom. Mom will tell them to. They call me directly. And say, hey, my little cousin's into this. Um, anything you recommend for them to see next? It's like I had to explain to them what that thing was because they wanted to connect with their kids. And now, yeah, it's funny because I took my mom to see One Piece from Red, and now, nice. she, and she got into it so much I'm like I never seen her get into anything like she loves movies because my dad takes her every Tuesday to the movies they have like the little movie date thing like every Tuesday so I told my mom I was visiting her one day I'm like do you want to check out One Piece Film Red I got you know she's like yeah let's go see it I'm like really like yeah let's go see it she was she fell in love with Luffy she loves Bro, Luffy. that's beautiful. She loves Luffy. That's beautiful. <laughs> she loves Luffy because she's like, oh, I love how he stretches and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And I told her, I'm like, I told her, you want to steal the whole story? And then she started asking me, like, how he has these powers and who's this, you know, who are his buddies? I'm like, I told her, I met most of these. I met a lot of, like, dub actors because I told him, I'm like, you know, like, what's your, okay, I want to get your stance because it's been like, a, everyone debates about it. Are you like a, a sub or dub or you're like both like me? Like I'm both. Oh, both. Yeah, both. But when yeah. you watch yourself I'll first, watch something watch... dubbed. Yeah, I'll watch something dubbed first, mm-hmm. and then if I enjoy it, I go back and watch the original. Yeah. 
It's like, I think it's with me. It's like, I'll watch it stuff first, and then I'll go back and we watch it dub just to see if they change anything. Because as soon as I find out all my favorite actors in it, yeah, that's like the thing. And I keep telling people, you have more, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the subs, but you have more chances of meeting dub actors than you can Japanese actors because they only go so far to conventions. They only go, like, to West Coast very or East Coast. Very few times they'll come to the Midwest. But, or, 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 you, you could do like me, just mm-hmm. yeah. I keep telling people travel is not as expensive as you think. Cut back on buying a couple of statues, <laughs> cut back on buying a couple of manga, get that passport, get that plane ticket, go. Oh, yeah, go. The Pokey, I'm not a big Pokemon guy, mm-hmm. but the Pokemon Center is one of the most beautiful places. That's I've one of the places I want to go visit. That's like one because yes. I think my Pokemon exposure was I think it was it was the anime number ninety six and but I got to Pokemon Blue on my old Game Boy. Yep. It was like a first generation Game Boy. <laughs> I mean, it was a break. My main, my main. Yeah. So like I said, it was, like I said, that's one of the first places. Like I said, that's what I'm doing now. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm still buying manga, but yeah, I've been like holding off buying the anime statues now. I've been trying to save up as much as I can. That's like one of my dream vacations to go to Japan. I already have like stuff I wrote down. They find like a lot of like YouTubers that live in Japan. They tell you what the best spots to go to, what to look for, and yeah, like I said, that's one of the things I want to check out is the Pokemon Center. Check out the Gundam Station. Oh my god, it looks so cool. Yes, you know, check out. That's the Pokemon. one thing I regret not doing. We didn't get to the Gundam. Oh, because I see videos of the Gundam statue that moves around, and it's funny thing yeah, it's is so beautiful. I've seen Gundam, but the funny thing is, I never actually got a chance to see the anime. I always seen like ads on Toonami. So I always kick myself in the face. I always kick myself in the face for not seeing it because I just kept seeing commercials for it, but I never got a chance. I don't know if I kept missing it back in the day when it was showing on Tsunami. I kept missing it. Yeah, I think that's what no, it was. I, I can see that. That's not even. Yeah, that's not even a bad thing. I can see like, oh crap, I missed the time. Oh, they changed the time again. I yeah, they it. always keep oh, changing the schedule. Eleven thirty a.m. that day. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It was weird because they kept changing the times. They kept moving it. Like down the time slot or up the time slot, you always kind of miss that chance. And then that's like nowadays. Lucky I got like now we got those seniors. I can go back and start watching it. But is there like like with this current anime season now? If you notice now, like was it twenty twenty was the year that we didn't get that much anime? Then now we're I'm seeing more and more anime being adapted, more light novels and manga being published here. And I think we finally saw the effects of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's why we had such a slow year. Yeah. So now we're finally catching up, and we're actually, I honestly think we're about to get piled on. Like, it's going to be rough It's now. hard, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm so trying to catch up. Like, I saw, like, oh, Crunchyroll has anime awards. I'm like, the only one I saw was Spy Family, and Cyberpunk Edge Runners was the only ones. I didn't get a chance to see Al, the other ones. I still, Al, I still ain't seen Spy Family. Oh, my God, <laughs> so good. Like, I was I'm doing, so behind. Yeah, same here. Like, I, I already saw that. I think I saw it fully and Cyberpunk Edge Runners because that was the only ones I saw but when I saw these other ones being nominated I'm like damn I gotta go back and watch it but I was before I used to be I gotta catch that one wait I didn't know that voice actor was in that now I gotta go catch that one (laughs) yeah it's getting to a point where now with me like I'm studying Japanese and now I'm starting to I'm starting to recognize voice actors despite their the Japanese voice by their tone I'm like that sounds Mm -hmm. like this voice actor I could pick them out from another anime because just by their vocal tone I'm like damn but like yeah, like you said, it's it's hard because 
before I used to be, you know, committed watching every week, but it's like to the point where, yeah, you want to be that and wait every week or two. I were for me now, I'm just waiting for all the episodes to come out. It just that way, yeah. I could, that way I could just binge it in one go. And yeah. it, it's funny now, and people now when they see Disney getting into the biz of anime, it's like they see it as a growing market. They see something they can compete because it's all about content. What a way to get your international market. Not work with NHK in Japan. Work with that Japanese company like Nippon TV, which you can see now on yeah. Hulu. They're adding a lot of like shows, Japanese a programs lot. from Japan because of their partnerships. You see Netflix doing the same thing. They're bringing a lot of like Korean um, shows. They're bringing a lot of anime as well because they see anime being as a growing market, knowing it's a viable market here because it's going to survive here. Even to a point like these manga creators or anime studios are now not just carrying catering to you know their democratic audience but into a whole international audience because they know not just you know Japanese fans but international fans are following you know the anime or the manga as well and I was like I remember was it the creator of My Hero Academia came to Comic Con one year and he was amazed he was blown away up how many fans were fans of My Hero Academia for, for him yes for was, him and My Hero Academia he was shocked even though he based his stuff all for Marvel comic books. He said, yeah. He said he, it was all like what Reem Marvel, like Spider-Man and Superman. That was like his big influence growing up. And I tell people, I tell people, if you, I usually recommend My Hero Academia a lot because I tell people, if you're into Marvel, into DC, I recommend My Hero because you're still going to love it. it yeah, it's, it's superhero stuff. It's superhero stuff. And people think, oh, anime, they, they look at anime, it kind of is that stereotype where, look at anime, it's all just Sailor Moon. Dragon Ball. No, it's not just those two. Yeah, they're both ghosts, but there's other genres of anime out there. Yeah, like, cause that's cause that's another experience that I had that mm -hmm. I that I actually differed with a lot of people my age. Yeah, I didn't get the kid stuff with my anime. I had older friends and their parents that were into it that you know that traveled. Mm -hmm. So I went from Ronin Warriors, mm -hmm. not knowing what anime was. I saw a couple episodes of Dragon Ball. And then I got Neon and Vendelin. Yeah. I think and I was same, like, yeah. wait a minute, what? Yeah, my cousin was, was like, more wait, like huh? Dragon Ball Z. I think I had a lot of cousins back then was like Dragon Ball Z. And then <laughs> I think it got to a point for me where I burned out from Dragon Ball Z. And then Lucky Adult yeah. Sim came along and brought Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And that, oh, that brought me back. That briefly brought me back into anime. Yes. I tell people like that's a gateway anime. I call that the gateway anime because you tell people you like you know if you like bounty hunters, you like you know gunfights or you like space, you're like you're storytelling and storytelling and a fine musical soundtrack. If you have friends who are into music, a good jazz fusion, Cabo Bebop. Yeah. The funny thing was, like, and the funny thing is that anime was canceled in Japan. Yes, I'm about so, to say that. The things that we turned into cult classics were not successful over there. No. Samurai Shampoo. No, no. Yeah. Samurai Shampoo. People the people don't understand. It was it was liked, but it was not a mega hit until it hit the American shore. Samurai, no. Samurai Shampoo. Same thing with that. And Shishinero Watanabe. He if you notice like the works he's involved with is usually works that involve great storytelling accompanied by a great musical composition. Great music, like yeah. the music moves the story. Mm -hmm. Yes, because you had jazz, yes. you had jazz fusion for Cowboy Bebop, you had hip hop inspired for Samurai Shampoo, then you had Carol on Tuesday, which is on Netflix. Another one by him. 
that has different genres of music. You can put like dubstep. Different genres. Yeah. And and still about the music industry of the future. Like, come on, how the man's a G. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's like I said, it's it's so weird that people don't understand the levels of anime. Cause like I said, I never got the Dragon Balls. Like I knew about Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. but I went straight from Ronin Warriors to um Evangelion to Berserk. Oh my god, Berserk. You know? I got violence. I didn't get the happy-go-lucky shit. I got violence. <laughs> I got depression. No, that thing with me was the same thing. Yeah, it was the same thing for me, too. But I'm like, I didn't get to see, you know, like, the wholesome stuff. And nowadays, now, I've been, like, reading, like, when it comes to manga, I've been reading, like, I, I read the, tra- the traditional shonen. But there's really good shoujo mangas out there. And there's really good, like, shonen romantic yeah, comedies. Them. They're really good. Yeah, I do love them. Oh, the, the sports stuff. How you make no evil? Yeah. Yeah. I still have I still have the original files that my friends downloaded for that anime. I have those files. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. I have all the way up to the first movie. Oh wow. Yes. I cannot wait for it to get on Netflix. I'm rewatching the whole series. Nice. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh yeah. But like yeah. there's like good yeah, stuff. Never... Like I, 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 I said like a couple years ago. Like no, I was like last year. I watched Ice Shield Twenty One. I was like, oh yeah. It, people really. It's written by the guy who did Doctor Stone. It's by the same writer for Doctor Stone, same manga yeah. creator. So it's him explaining American football to a Japanese audience with over the top characters. I... But it's on my list. Yes. I haven't watched it's on the list. I'm so behind. Oh my god, yes. No, but I tell people like Slam Dunk. Now we've seen Slam Dunk movies and Slam Dunk, it's like that's a good like sports anime and manga. And now yes. there's another they keep making they're coming back and making films. They just announced the next Sailor Moon movie, Cosmos, which is more like in line with the Sailor Moon um Sailor Moon Crystal series. And they already announced like the film and they announced the next film. They're going to introduce the Sailor Starlights now. And Oh, man. I missed that announcement. Where was I at? <laughs> no, I just wanted those, like, catching moments. Yeah, it's one of those, like, catching moments. Like, they go back. Like, Toei goes back. And, you know, they go back and bring that. It's like, same thing with, you know, when Dragon Ball Super is, like, Dragon Ball Super, it's like, I, they come back and Akira Toma decides to go back go back to the world of Dragon Ball because remember he was just doing game design he was doing character design for game Dragon design for a while right and then all of a sudden I don't know it was just that itch and he decided to go back and Dragon Ball pretty, pretty much go back and do a sequel to Dragon Ball Z and call it Dragon Ball Super he's got one of his assistants doing the artwork he's coming up with the stories and I think he fell in love back to his like property again and it's like I need I'm, I'm starting I mean, to read it and it's really interesting we, we have to be honest America did kind of ruin Dragon Ball. <laughs> yes. It's like he had to we go really back did. and pretty much fix it. <laughs> yeah, he really had to. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'm glad y'all like it, but that's not what I wanted. What nope. y'all do that? What y'all do to my baby for? What y'all do? Why y'all do this to my baby? <laughs> oh, man. It's like when I met, when I met Christopher Sabat at Fed Expo last year. It was great. Seeing Vegeta, Piccolo, All Might, All in One. <laughs> it just... That's- it's just crazy. Uh, Him sitting next to Sean Shimmel, man. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. My brother's like, like, sorry, dude. 
No, no, it's okay. I was just going to say, that's one thing that I don't have a lot of in my geek experience. I think I go to a convention like once every 10 years. Mm. I just never was into conventions a lot. I just never did for some reason. Yeah, I try to go like I think before the pandemic, we try. I try to make like a one year thing. My brother and I go to B C two E two, but of course we had the, the the pandemic. I think last year it was the most convention I've ever done. Was I went to like mm-hmm. I went to Asin for three days. I'm like, holy shit! Nice. Was, it was okay. nice, but broke my yeah. wallet. <laughs> Bro, not- but it was okay. it was worth Hold the on, fun. Okay. But it was okay. worth the fun because you got I got to see. Hour in, we. Yeah. I keep, people don't understand. People people don't understand. I'm old enough to remember the Revenge of the Nerds movies. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in that movie where one of the nerds kisses the the the, the head cheerleader, the super sexy girl. Yeah. And the girl asks him, "How did you get so good at kissing?" And he basically says, "Well, I'm a nerd. That's all we think about." When I tell you about Asen, and I ain't gonna drop no dimes. I'm, all I'm saying is. Be safe, bring protection, and please, please don't get nobody pregnant. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But the people used to have that stereotype: well, geeks, you're a nerd. Nobody likes yeah. you. Nobody does nothing. Man, please. We might not have nothing in your circles, but in our circles, why do you think it's still geeks on this planet? Calm down, okay? Relax. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Yeah, it's like nowadays now it's like yeah, like conventions like now I I got to the point where it's like, oh man, I'm just gonna make it like a once a year thing now. But just seeing yeah. all these generations of people coming together and you know yeah. and they're bringing their kids, they're exposing their kids to like things they Babies. like, but at the same time they get to enjoy something they probably didn't get a chance to enjoy when they were kids. So it's like I think yeah. it kind of makes it Babies. more like, you know, being fun, being inclusive, and you know, being able to share, like I said, being able to share the same things you like with other people, and be able to connect, and you know, relive nostalgia, and that's the one thing. Dude, you know, like watching, going to conventions and seeing a family dressed up as Goku, Chi Chi, and Gohan. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this this stuff's beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. And it's like, and when we were kids, like you said, we got picked on and made fun of, and mm-hmm. you were just like. Now we run the nerds run run the world. I can't even say it right. Nerds run the world. <laughs> yeah, basically that's it. Like or, everything that you like is based off of a comic book. Everything you think is so cool and fashionable was stolen from a goddamn anime from 1987. Like we've been on this stuff. You y'all just now catching up. <laughs> it's like that one player in the the, the, the Lions, and they asked. Yeah, I loved it. I think I was watching Sunday football. The dude's wearing a Naruto headband. And he's like, I'm the swaggy Kaze from the Leaf Village. I'm like, oh. I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, it's like this dude, like, he's from the Lions. Like, he's from the Detroit Lions. And he, like, gets on people when they they pronounce Pokemon wrong. But he tells people, like, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll sign anything for you guys. Just, like, just bring me anime stuff. He's like, I'll sign anything. Just bring me anime stuff. Like, that's how he talks about it. And he oh, gets on he gets on press conference, he gets on people for saying Pokemon wrong or stuff, or they look him he's wearing an Akatsuki like like a uh, jacket. I'm like, holy shit, dude. It's like and then, yes. and, you, and there's it's people that they like that they look at these celebrities they're like, Oh, they don't have hobbies. And then you see Michael B. Jordan, you know, he's a big Naruto fan. 
Um, you see, like, snooping being a, a big, like, anime fan. A lot of these celebrities have the same hobbies as us. It's because people put them on a high pedestal. They're, they're not supposed You'll to like this stuff. You'll see people. Yeah. Right. Like, when you see people and you look at something they wear, and I'm like, hey, I think I remember the anime they got that from, and 20 years later, now you got a jacket, and you paid $300 for it. But like, I know where they came from, dog. You, 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 I remember Akira. Like, stop it. Go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember the shit. Like, come on, don't play with me. Like, don't do that. Or a video game that gets popular out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, you mean what they stole from, from this thing, from this thing, from back here that we was watching? Like, it's, it's we run the world now. Yeah. yeah. You can't sit there and tell me that if I say the name Bruce Wayne, you don't know who that is, but when I used to read that as a kid, you make fun of me. Oh, you watch that, you read the Batman stuff? Yes, but now you can't go nowhere because you got to go, your girlfriend making you take her to the next DC movie because mm -hmm. she want to go outside this weekend. Yeah. Stop it. We was doing that by ourselves anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yes. But again, like I said, in college, in college, it was the most beautiful thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know about this? I showed you what movie you want to go see. I can't tell you how many times I went to see Batman v Superman with a different girl. I just I don't remember. It was so many. It was so many. <laughs> no, as I said, that worked for me too because I they, they because I go in and wear something like I wear anime shirts and they ask me, "Oh, where's that from?" Or bosses ask me, "Where'd you get that from?" You know, I tell them it's like it's from anime. This is you know, the, and like I said, I get the young kids looking. Oh, they're like, "Oh, Sailor Moon." I'm like, yeah. As soon as they see just just the look of it, or they see the colors, like, "Oh." To the moon, or they see, oh, it's Dragon Ball. I'm like, yeah. And they look at me, he's like, how do you know that? And they ask me, like, how do you know this stuff? I'm like, this stuff was around when I was a kid. It just took years and years to come over here because it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Y'all just not care. Look, y'all want to fall fall in love with Tuxedo Man. We was looking like, bro, why, why are you doing that? Back then, <laughs> but, you, but you love the man now. <laughs> <laughs> like we was asking questions like why is he doing that what's going on am I supposed to watch this ah whatever I'm gonna watch it anyway but y'all love the kid now so it don't it's, it's so so fun just fun to enjoy it <laughs> just, just enjoy it <laughs> oh man oh man oh, oh this memory lane out I appreciate this this is a yeah, good conversation oh yeah oh yeah it's like it's like for me when I like when I talk to like you know people at work and they ask me questions like they're like how do you know this stuff it's like i talk about them they they just listen you know problem is we'll get a 30 minute lunch break <laughs> <laughs> because they tell it's like they're like where'd you get these facts because i read around i know this stuff like i tell them like when they ask me about nintendo i'm like i tell them like nintendo is one of the oldest companies out nintendo there. power nintendo power magazine yeah i told them i told the kids you're lucky you got you got the internet to get your cheats I remember back in the day, it used to be a hotline you had to call. 1-800-Hotline with Nintendo Power or get the latest station Nintendo Power or call a hotline, call a number, and you had to ask your parents permission because they were charged like a 10 cents or 5 cents a minute to talk to somebody who's basically reading through a strategy guide to, to tell you how to you know yes. get to the next level. Yeah. Nowadays, oh now, you can, nowadays okay. now you can go online, go to GameFAQs, and just get something that people actually brought together and share it. Let me drop something on you which mm -hmm. I didn't discover until a couple of months ago cleaning out a box mm. I opened up an old PS2 game yeah. Onimusha war, the first one mm -hmm. why did I find pages from the game in four with the with the map and the strategies in it what holy shit yes those pages I, those pages are still readable bro oh wow 
I took that paper because I have only Moosh on PC too, uh-huh. and all that stuff still works, bro. I was cracking up laughing like I cannot <laughs> believe I saved it this long. Because I didn't remember it was inside the player's guide. Oh, wow. The page in the game informer was inside the player's guide, bro. Yeah. Still works for the PC version. Look, tip out there for y'all. Honey Musha on Steam. Go pick it up. Great game. It's a be- it's a classic. Capcom don't make games like that no more. Beautiful game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I remember pretty like much. I have like I think I still have like I had strategy guides. Those books were really good helpful. It was like and that was a big thing was even if people don't remember Game Genie, I told them you guys remember Game Genie, they're like, Oh, Game Shark? Ooh. Like, yeah, it's Game Shark. Game Shark, yeah, I remember Game Shark. But Game Genie was... Hold on, but don't, but don't let some, don't let somebody find out that this game that everybody got, everybody trying to play and can't beat, but you beat it, and they found out you used the Game Shark to do it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't talk to you at school for a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because now there's now you see these guys doing these speedruns, it's like then you see these comments online like, hope he's not using a cheat, hope he's not using a Game Genie. <laughs> and they see some kids are like, "What's a game genie?" And they're like, "What? The- what's a game genie? What's a game what's, genie? what's that? I want that. Like, why you want to cheat, you little punk? What the yeah. crap?" <laughs> and people don't realize NES games are hard. NES games were hard as shit. It got to the point where we didn't get we didn't get the true Super Mario Bros. Two until they released Super Mario All Stars on the SNES. And they call it the Lost Levels because that was the yeah. defin- that was the true Super Mario Bros. Two. We have getting um But oh but oh but do you remember the controversy that at first it wasn't as difficult it was as it was supposed to be? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it because wasn't, Nintendo it America was afraid it's because Nintendo America was afraid that you know that it was gonna be hard for people to play. That's why they had to come up with the whole they took they'd ask Japan, Hey, um, can you reskin this one game you guys are working on Doki Doki Panic and they'll pass it as Mario Bros. too. Yeah. Ah, uh. People don't know that stuff. They get, they, they get. Look, they think Elden Ring is hard. <laughs> oh my God, Elden Ring! They never, they never had to play Ducktales. Oh my God, yes, Ducktales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, that Capcom and uh, game, Capcom Disney game. Uh, it's like Disney was like, "Hey, we love y'all. We're gonna make all these cool movies and cartoons for you, but these video games, we're gonna break your brain and your fingers." Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Disney. <laughs> Oh my! I still have those on PC, and I'm not gonna lie to you, Al. I, I'm afraid to turn them on. <laughs> I don't want those memories, man. I oh, don't man. want those memories. <laughs> and then that of course, first Ducktales oh, was yes. terrible. I had that in NES, and and I had that. I don't know why, as a kid, I got frustrated. I don't know. I couldn't even get past two levels, and I was like already pissed off. And I stopped Hold playing. I, 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 like, I, I quit. I like rage quit when I was a kid. And just remember, I just couldn't get to the third stage. And also, I, I just rage quit. I'm like, I'm done. You know, I was like a kid. I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm telling you, if they bring it back on PC and you get it on Steam, it's the exact same feeling. I was reading reviews. I bought it, right? Uh-huh. But I started reading reviews. I'm like, I shouldn't have read. I should just turned it on. People's like, oh, I remember, it reminds me of the old. Oh, it reminds me when I first. I'm like, nope, I ain't playing. I'm not doing it. I'm not turning. I'm not playing it. I can't do it. Bad memories. I'm talking about traumatizing people. Traumatizing. But y'all think Elden Ring and Dark Souls is a problem. Get out of here. Oh, no. <laughs> when I see kids like people like complain about Dark Souls and Elden Ring, I'm like, no. Nah. That's not the struggle, man. No. no. The struggle is 
when you can see the jump, you know you're supposed to jump, and every time you do jump, you still fall somehow. It's like I remember, but you know, yeah. Go ahead. It's like yeah, like I remember, like see, when I was a kid, I think when my mom used to rent stuff from a local pop pop shop video store. Remember she rented me Batman, the movie game. Oh my god, it was so fucking hard, man. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, One, and and again, we used to have to be happy for games like that. Yes. But that game is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, look, and I tell people, you know what? Arkham Knight wasn't the best thing, mm-hmm. but it's not Batman the movie game. Calm down, just it's okay. You'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, dude, or the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh yes, yes. Oh my god! I'm gonna get the Cal Bun collection to see if almost twenty some odd years later, if I can get past the first stage. Yeah, I got Shredder's Revenge. That's the only reason I want that collection. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving up for that too because I got. I end up getting. I think I end up getting Shredder's Shredder's Revenge for PS, PlayStation, and nice. I got it for um Steam. It's so good. I like her friend. It so was good. funny because, well, when I went to see two two last year, it like. They had a panel with the original cartoon voices of the Turtles, and they said that was like the first Turtles game they actually got to do a voiceover for. Nice. Because they said that for like nice. the Konami games, it was they just got regular. Oh yeah, they got video like, game voice actors. That's right. They never got. They never got. You know, they never got. You know, they never got the original cartoon voice. They just took like whatever. They try to get people to sound like. They got sound alikes, but. They talked about yeah. they talked about at the panel last year. They were talking about Strider's Revenge, and they were like how they were nice to be able to reprise their roles, and how those guys kept a brotherhood all these years, and very nice things to say to each other. How they always looked out for each other, or they get a chance whenever in town, get together, have dinner, and just seeing our childhood. You know, it's the turtles. Like, is is that the panel where they talked about James Avery? Yes. Oh my God. Okay, I read that. I read the recap of that panel. Yeah. Oh I remember yes. now. Yeah. I love they were yeah. so when they were talking about oh my god I could see them tearing up when they were talking about them they were like the gentle giant they were calling the gentle giant the barefoot yeah <laughs> he's his feet yeah. off and, and how they were telling like every time you know when that guest stars are fresh friends everyone's like oh it's a shredder <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I remember when I read that panel I'm like that should have been the one time I got up and went to a convention. It was so. It was. We so were nice lucky. My, my brother and I got in there. It. We had to go. We had to line up early for that panel because it filled yeah. up so right away. But yeah. It was real nice. It got to see them because, like I said, they were one of the first cartoons I was eight was to see as a kid. Wasn't it just Turtles? Yeah. And something that my brother enjoyed as well because I didn't introduce him to Turtle Mania until I think he got into more. I think was more of the movies. But mm-hmm. he, like me, I had it with the cartoon, but he got into more from the movies and eventually got into with the 2003 series, which I enjoy as well. Okay. Um, and same thing with like, even like the 2012 series I enjoyed as well because it was like almost like a homage, not only to the original dude, cartoon, dude. but to the comics as well. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Al. Okay. Core memory time. Mm-hmm. Core memory time. Yeah. I remember one Christmas. Everything's cool. Open up gifts. You know, you get the socks, the sweaters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Straight A student, I got books, whatever, cool. Mm-hmm. And my aunt is like, go outside. What? Well, I think Santa left something on the porch for you. I'm like, on the porch? I'm like, yeah. So now I got to put on clothes. You know, <laughs> it's Christmas. Ain't nobody on the clothes. 
I got to put on clothes. I go outside, and there's just a garbage bag outside. Hmm. Al, can I tell you what was in that garbage bag? Yeah, tell me. What's in that garbage bag? It was Playmates' original line, Shredder, Splinter, Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, and the Turtle Van, and the Pizza Shooter, and a couple of foot soldiers. Damn. And... And rock steady. We ain't have beep bop yet. Damn, <laughs> that was a good haul. Oh, that was a good. That me and again, I'm a little kid trying to pick up this giant garbage bag with all this stuff <laughs> in there. And my aunt is like, "Don't drop it now. I don't know what's in it yet. Don't drop it. <laughs> don't bring nothing." I opened up that bag, man. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, I wish I still had some of that stuff, man. That's a good core memory right there. Yeah. I used to have a lot of that turtle stuff. I, I had the turtles. I had the sewer play set. Of course, parents do. Nice. They had garage sales. They had yard sales. Of course. Yeah. That's what happens. No, we had a basement flood. Oh, I think I did lose some stuff, too, because of basement, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ended up losing a lot of stuff in the basement. Plus, I think I lost a lot of stuff to the basement. Plus, they got ruined. It sucked. Especially when yeah. in an area that we didn't have a sump pump or anything, that sucked for us because, you know, that when it was like heavy rains and shit, it's like, yeah, I ended up losing a lot of stuff that too because, of course, you had the toys, but of course, over time when they got hit with rainwater, they get all messed up and they're not the same anymore. And, I remember and I nobody to... teaches as a kid that you can clean your toys. No. As soon as my parents saw that it was, or I saw that it was dirty, I'm like, Mom, that smelled good. Or my parents were like, oh, we can just throw it away. I'm like, we didn't know. Like I said, we didn't know better. But right, but now we're we're forty year old men and we clean toys now. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta make sure all my stuff's clean. I make sure nothing's on them. I'll make sure the cat doesn't get to them. So I'm like, <laughs> it's like now yeah. Yeah, yeah. you basically gotta. I'm like, my mom's like, why don't you just? That's why my mom's like, why don't you just get a glass cabinet for your stuff? I'm like, yeah, I might look into that, but it's like that's a good investment. <laughs> Hang on, hold on. Tell your tell your mom to look up the prices of detox right now. Oof. Them things are a hundred dollars, man. Jeez, it's it's not because look, because they know adults are buying them for toys, so they raise the prices on this crap. Yeah, all those yeah, all those glass cameras, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like you, man. I remember when them things used to be like seventy five dollars. No, I seen one Amazon something like a hundred something. Like damn. Yes, and it's funny now. It's like yeah. it's like with Funko now. It's like Funko. Like, yeah, I got Funko Pops now, but this company took off because all their thing is based around pop culture. People don't realize Funko's based around pop culture because they get so many licenses, but they're smart on that because they know what licenses they will, people will get attracted to. And that's become... And, that's, and they know... Mm -hmm. They know that their product is cheaply made. I'm sorry to my Funko lovers. I know Al, but they are cheaply made. Yeah. But they know they can make a line of series for one thing, and there is a group of people that will buy every single one of them. Mm -hmm. They know it. They know it. And it could be a random TV show from the 80s, or it could be the most popular thing that just came out last year. There's a group of people that will risk life and limb to get the complete collection. It was like Beanie Babies. Oh, God, I remember those. Oh Lord! Or don't don't let there be a girl you like that was in the Beanie Babies. Nah, so far. Jeez. 
So far, I haven't found I haven't found anybody else that remembers Beanie Baby. So far, I haven't found anybody remembers this. But I remember the craze. I had cousins. I, I had cousins that were into Beanie Babies that time. Like, why? I was like, why? Girls. Girls. Yeah. It was a lot girls. of my girls. A lot of my female Two cousins girls. were like that. A lot of my my female cousins were like that. Every time I visit them, they're like, yeah. They're like, hey, you want to see my Beanie Baby question? I'm like, Beanie Babies. I'm like, I look no. I'm like, no. I want to see your teddy bears. The what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I want to see like teeny bears. Like, all teeny they babies. were. That's all they were were teddy bears. They were miniature teddy bears. Then when they made them the size of teddy bears, I'm looking at people like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are we buying this? Why are people talking about these things over two hundred dollars? They're teddy bears. That's all they are. <laughs> uh, and I, I look at Funkos now. Like Funkos now has become like almost like a. And like nowadays, it's like Funko's still so popular, but nowadays now you get people that are into Pokemon reselling, like Pokemon cards. Oh, ow, ow, ow! The currency of the future yeah. will not be money. It will not be gold. It won't be silver. Mm-hmm. It will be nostalgia. Yep. One of my friends got mad at me because, for me, I was a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. I wasn't a Pokemon guy. Like I said, I had more, I was in more of the rougher stuff. Yeah. So, a Pokemon sale just happened. Original Charizard, American, not even the Japanese version, mm-hmm. just sold for $350,000. That same auction, original American version, Blue Eyes, White Dragon, went for 15000 Ow. I had three in perfect condition. Oh, wow. Blue Eyes, White Dragons. Ow. I gave those away to a kid over a decade ago, oh. I'm trying to find that kid now. So I'm kicking that. <laughs> oh my god, bro! And, and my brother used to have a lot. He had a lot of rare Pokemon cards, and he he had a grudge against my mom because my mom ended up giving it away to some <gasps> friend of my mom, a kid of my mom's friends back in the day. And my brother's like oh. mad at my mom, like she's like, she, my, my brother regrets it not paying attention. And I told him, dude, oh. he used to have a bunch of those. I remember he used to, he was into like the Pokemon car playing because, like I said, we had cousins, because around his age, they were into the Pokemon card game. And I remember he used yeah. to bug my mom all the time to take him to the store to get the Pokemon cards. He had a lot of rare cards. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh no, my God. And, and he realized it. And I told him, dude, I told him, go online and look at how much this, this type of card is. He's like, <laughs> What the? F- <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're kicking yourself now, aren't you, man? <laughs> you kicking yourself now? I'm like, oh my god, man. And I'm just like, jeez. I'm like, that's why because I, I end up. At him. It's because with me, I had a gorilla on my focus because I'm like, I had them just sitting in boxes, just in the basement. I'm like, I need to make some money. So when I did this, I went to this replay. I had a bunch of these unopened Funkos. And I said, how much I'll get it for? Mm-hmm. I think I sold like twelve Funkos for one hundred twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad deal. No, not at all. No, that was a good deal. I thought not I was gonna get them for less. When they they, they told me no, I'm gonna give you one hundred twenty dollars. Like damn. And the funny thing was, <laughs> they were Marvel, but there was those Marvel collector cores. There was those like variants. Right. I'm about to say, depending on which ones they were, they took those and sold them for about two fifty. Yeah. Because that's Funko has created something which is super smart that yeah. they, they'll release a lot of something, but then they're like, well, we release so many, we ain't making no more. And no. then people all of a sudden, oh crap, now I gotta get it. Yeah. 
it's genius. Because then they'll drop something new a couple of months later, and they're like, no, nah, we're not doing the old stuff no more. It's over. We're done. We're finished. No, but that's a smart marketing play. It's like... Super smart. Yeah, that's a smart... Super smart. That's super smart, yeah. And now I see, like, now it's like you read up on Funko, like, oh, they're releasing this now for this property. It's like we're seeing, like, store exclusives. So now people are trying to get the store exclusives now to the point where... Yeah. And now you go to GameStop now, it's like they're trying to get rid of Funkos, but they're not selling. Nobody wants them. Because, again, they produce so many. And then all of a sudden, before you realize, eh, we're just not making that no more. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, what? We, we've we made 14,000 of this one Spider-Man. Now we can make another one. We're never making one of the other one again. Like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> and I thought that to the stores Crazy. and like, oh, shit, we're, we're sitting on freaking who knows how many Spider-Man. It's like, what are we going to do? And that's when they started like, barking up my clearance. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, dude, I, and I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the, one of the cooler things, but also one of the most dangerous things about adult collecting. Cause we'll go to a store and get something for clearance. But then when people realize how much they want it, it all, it just shoots up some value out of nowhere, but you don't want to sell your stuff. No. You don't want to sell your stuff. And somebody used to tell me this, you should use your hobby to fund the hobby. But then it's like, but I like my hobby. I bought this when yeah. it was twelve dollars. I don't care if somebody wants to buy it for me for a hundred. I want my stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. That's the one thing you gotta be smart now. It's like with me now, it's like if I'm it depends if I really want that thing. It's like it depends if I really want yeah. it because nowadays it's not do I want it or do I wanna buy it just so I can go ahead and up just upsell later on. But I see like these videos of collectors just collecting just for the sake of having it, or they'll buy an extra, yeah. or they have an extra. They'll buy an extra one just in case they need to raise money for you know a friend. Or bro, what's it called? One to rock, one to stop. Yeah, pretty much. But no, and I but but I like I said, it's something about adult collecting which is super cool. I, I again, guys, I know we're jumping around, but I'm going to take it back to washing toys. Because I've watched some of these toy vlogs and they'll find some old turtles or some, some classic He-Man and they'll go through a whole process of giving it what's called a figure bag. You know, super soapy water, hot, get the dust all grab some them them industrial strength gloves and go over with a toothbrush. And I'm looking like part of my brain is like, what it's a toy from the eighties, but another part of my brain is like, I wish I knew that when I was twelve when the flood happened. Yeah. Because I could take, again, I had almost a complete full original line from the first Playmate Turtles. I could sell those and fund a child going to college. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nuts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nostalgia will be the currency of the future. Yeah. I see it every time I go to Target or go to a store. That's all you see is like, you hit with a nostalgia. That's what it is. It's either yeah. anime or stuff in the 90s or 80s. It's like even stuff from the nineties are making a comeback. Or I see a Super Bowl right. and they bring these artists, and now our music has become the classics for this generation. The classic stuff. <laughs> yeah, like our stuff, that, all the music that we were growing up, all the stuff music, all the artists we follow are not old. And now these kids are looking at, oh, these are classics. And I'm, I'm looking at us, I'm like, damn. It's like watching Super Bowl last year. We saw all these artists that we grew up on. I'm like, damn. And A K-pop artist last year mm-hmm. referenced Beyonce as classic music. My heart hurt. Oh my god. My heart hurt. I'm like, how old are you, child? <laughs> but they say yes. Destiny's Child for them is classic music. Yeah. 
I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could remember the K-pop artist's name, because again, like I, they're young, but it still hurts. It's like that. Wait, no, that's oh, Al, Destiny's Child is classic now. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Al. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, terrible. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's like now that's like that. Now we become the classics versus when back then when we were kids and stuff from like eighties and seventies. That was what our, the things that our parents liked were classics. Yeah. And now it's like yeah. for us in this generation. Now everything we like is now classic it's like oh my god and it's funny how people are got into stranger things and that i think opens up people's love of like 80 stuff because of stranger things it's like when shows like not only they want to get this newer generation but at the same time they still want to get people from the generation they grew up on to watch the show as well that's why like a lot of tv shows usually look at nostalgia as a way to get that market well the same what did netflix just drop what did they just release that 90s show Yes. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. There's a TV show about the decade where I was formed. What is happening now? Mm-hmm. And that's a nostalgia show. Yeah. They referenced everything we just talked about, Blockbuster. And that's nostalgia now. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And it hurts. just, yeah. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's just yeah. oh man it's just it's, yeah it's yeah we were talking about at work i'm like we were talking about at work and like asked me did you guys see that 90s show i'm like i saw the nine episodes i'm like this is, i watched that 70s show what drew me to that 70s show was because my parents grew around the 70s so it was probably this touch of them for me it was cool but now it's like the other way around now when they show that 90s show it's like oh my god all the stuff i liked back then and for these new, and for these kids of this generation, it's new to them. But for us, it's like, damn, <laughs> we peaked. <laughs> I put it like this: there's one of the episodes of that '70s show that made me realize, oh man, this is they really this is old. Is the episode where they go to a wrestling show and they meet The Rock's father, and The Rock is playing his father? Yeah. If they don't have an episode. Where they meet John Cena father <laughs> and John Cena's a kid, I'm gonna be angry. <laughs> Cause I was looking at that like, wait a minute. So Rock that's Rock's dad. Rock is doing this right now in WWF. And it made me realize, oh my God, the 70s were a long time ago. We need to have that same feeling for the 90s show. So we could do that to our children and our nephews. And be well, like, they, did that, they did that when they had um, Brian Austin Green guest star in there. Green guest star. True. Yeah, remember Brian right. Austin Green guest star in that, 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 that sequence when they're making fun now into it? I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to be a wrestler. Yeah. They don't think wrestling is cool no more. So we need to be a wrestler. <laughs> Oh, man. man. Oh, hold on. Speaking of nostalgia, do you remember how you would randomly, even though you was in the Turtles, Power Rangers, stuff like that, and you would just randomly pick up a wrestling figure because it looked cool? Yes. Yeah, I remember that too. Remember Under- that? I, got, I yeah. had like Undertakers out of nowhere. Yeah. Just Undertakers laying around. <laughs> yeah, I had the old WWE. Yeah, the old WWE Jack specific figures. Oh my God, I had to. It's funny because I'm watching, I'm watching Young Rock. And there were some episodes that peak at the attitude. I'm like, holy shit! So nostalgia brought back. It's like, 
specials, like they get into detail and like everything. I could tell they work with WWE because they were able to reference a lot of stuff from that era. Yeah. It's like it was crazy. And just oh my god, just seeing that old stuff. I'm like it brought back memories watching the Monday Night Wars as a kid and people nowadays don't have that now. Because now it's like it's now that there's many different wrestling promotions, there's not really much of a ratings war. It's more like now you have other options besides WWE and AEW. You have like Impact Wrestling, you got Ring of Honor, you got these other wrestling promotions now because it's all about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you remember tape trading? Yes. And now all we got to do is go on YouTube and watch a show from Japan now? Yeah. These kids don't know the struggle. No. <laughs> Back in the day, I remember like, yeah. wrestling pay per view, same thing. I had a. My buddies, they were able to get. One of my buddies was either had a hot box or he knew somebody. I just give him a blank tape and blah, blah. We meet again the day after or day after. I get a WWE pay per view on a tape. Yeah, get to watch WrestleMania just a day late. Yeah. And look, if you was lucky, they would give it to you right after, right before school. You might be able to get to the AV room and watch a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I can, man. Like, I, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I think we could, we could keep talking all day, but I know it's getting that time. Oh, man, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, Boss Bradley, man. I enjoyed talking with your brother, man. It was so great, you know, going oh, down man. trip memory thank lane, man. Thank you, Al. I appreciate it. And, like, this is the perfect way to get me comfortable again. You know, I might have to start another podcast, bro. This was so much fun. <laughs> so right. much fun. All right, brother, man. Take care. Thank you, Al. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, five-star rating. Get the, get, get these numbers up. Get these numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. <laughs> you too, bro. Peace. And, dude, that was fun talking to Boss Bradley. Make sure you follow my socials at Boss Bradley, dude. Fun guy. Fun nostalgia. Thank you so much, buddy, for take, uh, taking the time out of your day to join me. So that's it, guys, for this week of the podcast. If you want to look back on classic episodes, make sure to follow my backlog on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or whenever you get your podcast fix. You can follow me on Twitter at PodCult85. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TalkPop8520. Make sure to follow, like, like I said, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on. Take care. See you all next week.